What is up, everyone? Welcome to the Cub Cooker Supernatural Podcast. My name is Vato. Welcome, pull up. Uh, welcome, everybody that's joining. Dwayne, thank you for being here. Uh, we're going to talk about Noah, Enoch, and angels. And I'm going to share some scripture with you today that I can almost guarantee you've never heard before because I've never heard of it before. I was completely blown away when I read this today. I heard it on Ancient Aliens and, of course, had to look it up to find out if it was legit. And uh, certainly it was. Uh, Jacob says, hey, hey. Uh, Johnny says, uh, hi, how are you doing? Uh, James, thanks for being here. Beezer, welcome. Uh, Renato, what is up? Anamok, welcome. Kimberly, thank you for being here. So I'm going to read today from a fragment of the book of Noah, and this was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and this is some AI artwork I made in the background here uh, when I typed in the prompt Dead Sea Scrolls, so I thought it was kind of cool looking, a little creepy, yes, but when we're dealing with the origin of man, we're dealing with uh, the gods of ancient times, we're dealing with things like biblical texts, uh, there's a lot to it, and um, a lot of our modern understandings have come from really simplifying and condensing things down. Dwayne says, awesome. Thank you for being here, Dwayne. So what I'm going to do today is I'm going to challenge all of us. Um, this isn't like a challenge, like a 30-day challenge. This is a daily challenge that I'm doing. And it's just to have a complete open mind. And understand that I read this Bible every day. And I love my Bible. I believe it is filled with so many good things. I believe it has truth in it, but I also know and I understand and I'm not ignorant of the fact that this has human handprints all over it, guys. I believe God preserves his word. I believe that there is a pure word of God and I believe it's preserved in us. So just to be forthright with everyone, I am not... Uh, I, I'm not going to bring a message like you're going to hear in church today. So I just ask everyone to keep a super, super open mind. Um, and if you're here, uh, be really respectful in the comments because I'm going to get into some stuff today that is very, very uncomfortable if we're going to hold on and say that only these 66 books are worth reading. Only these 66 books are inspired by God. Because that's just not what I believe, nor is that what I uh, get into on this channel. And if you believe that, that is totally fine. I invite you to stay on this channel because I think that your eyes will be open and your mind will be unlocked as we go forward. Uh, however, I totally respect your opinion. And we welcome everyone here with open arms, any walk of faith, any tradition. Uh, it doesn't matter if you're Christian, Muslim, Buddhist, Jewish, uh, Zoroastrian, agnostic, or atheist. We welcome you here. We love you here. Um, and I expect everyone in the comments to treat each other with respect. So I have to say that before we get going, uh, just because I know that this today, especially dealing with scripture that's not canonized, can be kind of a hot button issue. And I want to make sure that we're all approaching it with just kind of an open heart about it. So uh, Eddie says, no worries. Uh, Isaiah says, thank you, sir. Thank you guys for being awesome today. So uh, bro, look into Dr. Stephen Greer. I would love to. Um, I've been reading a lot of Dr. Michael Heiser uh, lately. What about Christian Rabbi Dog? Absolutely. I'm technically Christian, so though some people don't consider me Christian, but I was raised Christian, Methodist, um, and then I've gone to a Baptist church uh, for a long time in my life. So I very much, and I've studied the Bible my whole life, and I fully, fully believe in and follow Christ. So don't, don't mistake that I'm just like some sort of... Um, you know, try to trying to bring pagan ideology here because that's not what I'm doing. But I'm also not bringing a traditional Christian message here whatsoever. So, uh, what do I believe? So, what I believe is, let's start from the beginning here. There is a theory called ancient astronaut theory, and you've probably heard of it. Um, you've probably heard of it on Ancient Aliens. Now, Ancient Aliens, whatever you think of the show, I love the show. I watch it religiously. Um, I also, anytime I hear scripture on there, I go reference it. I'm like, okay, is that is that legit? Like, let's go look at it. And today I found, you know, the book of Noah, the fragment from the Dead Sea Scrolls. Guys, this will change your life. 
this stuff, when you start looking into it and you go, okay, I love the Bible, I love God, and I'm hungry for truth. Like, I, I want truth. And even if it has been muddled in the Bible, even if it's been muddled throughout the years uh, with different traditions and beliefs and edits and all that, and we just, we know it has, you know, that's, uh, anyone will tell you, any scholar, that, you know, it's got human fingerprints all over it, um, but we still hold it as the divine word of God. Um, and so I take it a little step further and say, hey, God said, you know, that we're supposed to find out more knowledge. He'll pour out his spirit on the earth. Like we're supposed to start understanding more. Well, we found the Nag Hammadi scriptures. We found the Dead Sea Scrolls. We're finding more scripture every day. Um, and I think it's really, really important that we don't sleep on that. And so that's what I believe. I believe in ancient astronaut theory, uh, which means that from the beginning of time, ancient aliens, ancient astronauts have been visiting this planet, bringing knowledge. And I think it is starts with the Book of Enoch, which we've been studying through. If you replace the word angel in some of the ancient texts like Enoch, Ezekiel, um, uh, and you read some of Elijah's prophecies and experiences, and you replace the word angel with extraterrestrial, you get a much different understanding and a much, in my opinion, just this is just what I believe. And I want to say it's not what I believe, but rather this is what I am understanding. When we believe something, we concrete it and we hold on to it. And if it's taken away, it can threaten who we are. When we start to focus on understanding and understanding, inward understanding of what we read, like that means I can read the Bible. I can read um, an ancient text like a Sumerian text. I can read uh, Buddhist scripture, Hindu scripture, and I can take truth out of all of it. And I can start to understand the nature of the universe, the nature of humanity, the nature of God himself by looking at everyone's experience of him because I'm not afraid to, to color outside of the lines. I am not afraid that God is going to punish me by coloring outside of the lines because I am truly and purely seeking him. I want to experience and know who he really is. And by doing this, I have found the most interesting and crazy parallels um, and even the understanding that there is two different creation stories. There's a creation story in Genesis 1 that finishes in chapter 2 of Genesis, and then it restarts a creation story in Genesis chapter 2, building on the first one. Growing up, I was always taught that those are two different stories, but they're the same event. Now, after reading it and understanding how to go back and look at the Hebrew and look at more of the original translations, I understand that one of them is a plural God, Elohim with a large E, which would be Father, Son, and Holy Spirit in the Christian tradition. The other, uh, the tradition that I believe, which is Christian, but replacing some of the earlier understandings into it, um, would be Father, Mother, Son. I believe the Holy Spirit is a feminine energy. It comforts us. It gives us creative ideas and it moves us towards our goals and towards God's goals for us. I believe the Son, Christ, is fully in each human and manifests as love and light and openness uh, and the ability to help the fellow man just out of the outpouring of your heart and that he can rise in us at any time. And he is the full Logos or the Word of God. Logos is the divine computation. That's why I love these ancient looking scriptures. This is all computation of us trying to understand something. So divine feminine meets divine masculine, true balance. Absolutely, yes. Um, and so Yahweh, that's where I want to talk about Yahweh. So Yahweh is, and this is my opinion, and sorry, I'm crunching down on my, my candy here. I got a little cough drop. Um, my understanding of Yahweh and this, this is another hot button issue, but I, today's kind of an all cards on the table day. So, um, why isn't the book of Noah canon? I'll explain that in a minute as well as Enoch. Um, I believe that Yahweh is a different God than Elohim or El Elyon. I believe Christ came to talk about God most high El Elyon. He said, Eliah, Eliah on the cross talking about God most high. We don't see that with, especially if you take into account the ancient astronaut theory and you understand the aboriginals were 
visited the Sumerians, the Egyptians, the Hebrew people, people all over the world, including Mesoamerica, including uh, America that I'm in right now, the uh, Native Americans that were in this area. We live in Amarillo, Texas. They had experiences with sky beings coming down um, and meeting with them. And all around the world, you have these entities that come down in fire and smoke on a mountain and they deliver the law or the word of the law to people. And so I believe because of Genesis 1 and 2 and what happens in Job and just kind of all this stuff, if you read it either in the Names of God Bible, which is kind of an easy, quick way, uh, or if you dive in like I like to do to more of the Hebrew and then go in when Christ is talking, the, the Greek translations, um, it really, really opens your mind as like, wait a minute, these are different. Now, a lot of people are just going to tell you, no, those are all just names of God. Those are all, it's all one God. It's all one God. Yeah, I believe in one true God. Absolutely. But I also believe that one true God um, speaks with all different cultures and faiths and that there is that one true path through Christ. Christ has been named many different things throughout history. I believe he's manifest on this planet over and over and over. I believe salvation is not here just in one time and place, but is over and over and over and over. And we are always receiving uh, Christ energies on this earth and that they come through us, but that they're also the fullness of them as in Christ uh, probably has happened before that. We see that with, with like Enoch and Noah. We're going to see that um, probably in the future. There might be someone alive now that has that kind of fullness of God in them. Uh, I think there's been that fullness of God in a lot of different cultural prophets uh, throughout time. And so, anyway, yeah, thank you guys. I understand. So, I, uh, spiritual umbrella terms. Yeah, exactly. So, I kind of have to set this up so that, um, you know, we kind of get everybody, because it is my goal. I want everybody to understand and understand. I don't want because of something I say to turn someone off and go, oh, that's not biblical. He's not, like, that's not my goal here. I want, like, everybody to just have such an open mind that we can all find the common truths in this and build a better understanding of what we're really a part of. So the reason I think Yahweh and El Elyon are separate, and El Elyon is the father of Christ, the father of Jesus Christ, the one he talked about, he said, the day will come when you will worship my father in spirit and in truth, because he was talking and I believe saying like, hey, you've been worshiping this God in sacrifice and in, in blood. And the day will come when you're going to worship my father in spirit and truth. Because I'm going to break, I'm going to fulfill that law so you don't have to worry about that law anymore. Um, and I'm going to return you back to my father so that we can all be one. So that's my understanding of it. That means it can change, guys. My understanding evolves every day. Uh, yours should too. When we believe something, see, faith is fluid, belief is concrete. Belief is something that, no, I can't be shaken on that. Faith is something that says, I know because I know and because I don't know. Belief says, I believe this because I know. And so I have that within me, and I think we, a lot of people do on this channel. I am that I am, absolutely. Um, so, Anyway, I think Yahweh, honestly, was an extraterrestrial, supposed to be serving at the will of the Most High, one of the angels, the angelic beings, that became gods on this planet. You can look at Baime in the Aboriginal culture, which is exactly the same description of Yahweh. Fire and smoke on the mountain delivered the law to the people through a prophet, uh, required sacrifice, all of those things. The great creator in Aboriginal culture is the serpent, the rainbow serpent, I posted about that the other day and upset a lot of people. Um, and then you hear that Christ says, So as Moses held up the serpent in the desert, so must the Son of Man be held up. Obviously, a lot of people, yeah, yeah, he's talking about going to the cross, obviously. But also, I think he is drawing an allusion, A-L-L-U-S-I-O-N, allusion to the idea that the serpent broke through the matrix in the Garden of Eden. The matrix being what Yahweh created on top of the original creation. If you guys go read this for yourself, read it in the Names of God Bible because it puts Yahweh Elohim or Elohim there. And if you think of Elohim as Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or Father, Mother, Son, the divine creative computation all in one 
beautiful, perfect creation, and then Yahweh being one of the things that was created out of that, that is now taking that and fashioning out of clay and breath this matrix to entrap people in. And then if you look at the Garden of Eden in that light, then you see that the Garden of Eden was kind of this perfect place to blind people. And through the serpent coming through and saying, hey, I'm going to give you knowledge back, and I'm going to break through the matrix so that you can have a little bit of knowledge and start to understand what he's doing to you, and then I'm going to continue to manifest myself throughout history. Now, we demonize the snake, and I'm not saying that's true, guys, but I'm saying reading it that way, with the understanding that I have, it makes a whole lot more sense than God was really angry and evil in the Old Testament and then became really good and loving in the New Testament. The perfect deception is the one that nobody sees. And I think that that's something we need to not discount. At least think about it. At least be open to it. So, so is the Bible literal or metaphor? I think if we read it literally, more literally than we, than we like to, and go, hey, these angels actually came down and they bred with human women. They actually created giants. They actually, okay, Enoch actually went up and met with heavenly beings. He actually saw the ends of the earth. Like, if we just start believing it like that, or not even believing it, but understanding it, understanding it that way, then that really puts us in a whole different wavelength to start receiving different truth from it. Uh, because this is a process, guys. There's, when you put dogma to it, then you're either right or wrong. And with this idea of understanding, it means that we can be fluid and we can add understanding to it as we go. And God can continue to enlighten us, inward light, enlighten, inward light. Uh, God has a mean side. See, Robert, I don't think he does. I think it's two different gods. I really, really do. Um, and that's just, that's just my belief. And I've done a whole live stream on this and I'll continue to do more. And that's not really the point today. I want to talk about Noah, but I did have to set that up. So... We need to be open since there's a lot of languages and cultures. Absolutely. So snakes talk. Um, see, and I don't think it was a snake so much as a, a serpent-like entity called a shiny one. Uh, that was another term for that serpent, the shiny one. Um, and then we hear that the watchers in Enoch are also called shiny ones. And what I'm about to read now about Noah he is alleged to be the birth child of a shiny one. And again, this is a scripture that was found that could have very well been in the Bible. It just didn't make the cut, as with so many other scriptures. So, lots of questions, guys. I'm sorry. So, uh, I think about it, too. Back when the Bible was written, they wouldn't have known the term from now. Absolutely. They call them angels. They call them angels, you know. And, and really, they're, they're shiny ones. They're watching. They're in the sky a lot in ancient times. Um, and again, that's what the ancient astronaut theory is about, is uh, this idea that these watchers uh, are extraterrestrials that are, that are in the sky. So here's the cover of a book, and I'm going to read about this book real quick. Uh, this is called the Garima Gospels. So the Garima Gospels are two ancient Ethiopian Gospels. Um, Garima 2 is the earlier of the two, is believed that the earliest surviving complete illuminated Christian manuscript. Um, so it's an illuminated manuscript is a formerly prepared, formally prepared document where the text is often supplemented with flourishes such as borders and miniature illustrations. So this is a beautifully illustrated, this entire book, it's, it's in the Ethiopian church right now in a museum. Uh, absolutely gorgeous. So, together the two manuscripts provide major witness to the Ethiopian versions of the Gospels and have been applied as proof text for the creation of critical editions in the Ethiopian Gospels. Why is the church in Ethiopia, why is this book important? Because they include uh, some 80 plus scriptures in their Bible. Uh, 80 plus different books in their Bible. We have 66 in this one. This is a Christian standard Bible. You might have a King James version that's going to have 66 books. You might have a Catholic version that's going to have 70-something books in it. Um, and then you might, if you're really, really lucky to have like um, one of the old, old Bibles that was beautifully illustrated, kind of pre-King James, uh, you might even have some extra books in there and some beautiful artwork to boot. 
Um, so anyway, but this is really important because it includes, uh, in the Ethiopian tradition, they include Enoch as one of the high holy books. One of the books, just like we would have in our modern Bible that you might have on your shelf or see at a bookstore today. So, um, let's see. Um, Ethiopian here listening, and he is telling the truth. Thank you, Rael. I hope I said your name right. Uh, Rael Tade. I hope you. I hope I say that right. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Um, so many Christians out there are still living in the dark, uh, and I. Th- I don't even think it's Christians. I'm not here to call out any group. It's. It's just in general. Like we. We live in the dark because it's comfortable, right? It's dark. It's comfortable. You can take a nap. You know. Um, when you start looking and shedding light on all of this stuff, it's uncomfortable. It takes a lot of brain power, but then it takes a lot of faith to just start to internalize it and process it. And I've, it's like, is that not what we're supposed to be doing? Are we supposed to go sit in a church, hear some guy talk, take it as a message to help us through the week, and then rinse it and repeat? Or are we supposed to be involved with our own spirituality? And that's what I believe, that we should be highly involved uh, in our own spirituality. Sefer Bible has a list of those scriptures. Yes, absolutely. I have a Sefer right here, actually, a full et Sefer. I'll show you guys this. I don't have it on my website um, because they don't really have like an affiliate program or anything, but if you want it, it's over at etsefer.com or .org, I believe, but um, it's, it's called a Sefer, and um, sorry about the green screen, guys, but there it is. And it's got, you can see, a ton of books in it. We've got um, Bereshith, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Jubilees, Enoch, Jasher, Joshua, Judges. And we're going to start reading from this soon, too. Uh, I like this in some ways, and I don't like it in some other ways, uh, mainly because everything's tried to, it's given a Hebrew tradition in all of it in that. And that's just not the case with a lot of the scriptures we have. Some of them are Aramaic tradition. Some of them are Greek. Some of them are even Sumerian. Um, Like we kind of have to understand where the cultures were coming from with this. And that's hard, guys. Like it's, I don't even understand it all. And I sit here and study this all day. So just don't, don't feel in the dark. Don't feel like, oh, I'm never going to figure this out. Like um, it's totally okay, guys. It's, it, this stuff is, is difficult and it takes a lot of, uh, brain power. But once you start kind of get over the brain power aspect of it, you can get into the spiritual side of it and go, okay, you know, now I'm going to take that step spiritually to start understanding this. Here's my version of an angel. This triggers a lot of people, but I think it's beautiful. Um, and so that's what I'm saying, Re- replace angel with extraterrestrial. And, and what I'm about to read is, is mind-blowing here. So we've been going through Enoch, but one of the things they found in the Dead Sea Scrolls is this cool little, um, it's, it's kind of an excerpt. A lot of the Dead Sea Scrolls, we have to understand they're not complete. They're, they're kind of rotted, kind of uh, not all there as far as, being able to just like open a book and go, oh, I'm going to read this. Like, this is super easy. Um, you know, it takes, it really takes a lot of uh, kind of getting into them and studying. Um, oh, I don't like that picture. Sorry. I like to have the right picture back here, guys, as we start reading because it kind of takes us to a whole, whole different place. And I know this is just uh, raw and live, but I'm really ADD about this and I like to have the right picture. So. Uh, truth sticks with you and you know when the Holy Spirit is guide. Amen. Um, so I'm going to read a fragment of the book of Noah. Before I do, if you guys want to get the book of Enoch, it is on my website at www.cubkuker.me. Cubkuker.me. You can also read, if you want to get my brand of uh, how to live your life and start to figure out your own gifts, because all of this is really cool, but it's only as cool as you start to use your own personal spiritual gifts. I wrote a book called God-Given Gifts of Brilliance, and it's literally a guide. It's an audio book, and it has, it's very highly reviewed. Everyone that's bought it has loved it. We did about 30 copies this weekend of the audio book. I'm incredibly thankful. That directly supports this channel. If you like what I'm doing, 
Also, if you like my artwork, we have t-shirts, mugs, hats, backpacks, all kinds of stuff. We've got right now, this month is all Christ-based stuff with my hippie Jesus. Um, all of this artwork is made by me in my particular style. Uh, it uses AI technology, but I work really hard to get the certain style and do the prompts and everything. It is licensed to me, and I do have the legal ability to resell it. Someone asked that. So you're, you're totally fine. You can purchase this, wear it around town. Not necessarily this photo right here, but uh, the, the hippie Jesus I have on there is really cool. I think you guys will like it. So go check that out. That's one of the best ways you can directly support my channel is the merchandise. So uh, anyway, cubcooker.me. So fragment of the book of Noah. And I'm going to read directly from it. After some days, my son Methuselah took a wife from his son, for his son Lamech, and she became pregnant by him and bore a son. And his body was white as snow and red as the blooming of a rose. And the hair of his head and his long locks were white as wool, and his eyes were beautiful. And when he opened his eyes, he lighted up the whole house like the sun, and the whole house was very bright. Okay, never heard that in this version, right, of Noah. Super, super interesting, but it gets really weird here in a minute. So, And thereupon he arose in the hands of the midwife, opened his mouth, and conversed with the Lord of Righteousness. And his father Lamech was afraid of him, and fled, and came to his father Methuselah. And he said unto him, I have begotten a strange son. Now, this is Noah we're talking about. Noah's a baby here. And his father is like, what is this thing? This is not my son. This is in the Dead Sea Scrolls, by the way. Again, I'd never heard this, and I bet you hadn't either. So, um, so Noah is conversing with God. He's talking with God as a baby. And then... Uh, he goes to, Lamech goes to Methuselah, which is the grandfather of Noah. And he said to him, I begotten a strange son, diverse from an unlike man and resembling the sons of God of heaven. So what is the sons of God of heaven? If you look at that translation, it's talking about the shiny ones. It's talking about the shiny ones, the angels, the extraterrestrials. Why are they called shiny ones? Because they're parked in the skies watching people in ancient times, glowing like little balls of fire. We still see them in our skies today, but we go, wait a minute, those are technological. Maybe it's someone from another planet, but back then they were gods, they were angels, they were sons of God, they were watchers, they were shiny ones. They didn't have words like we do back then. They didn't know what an extraterrestrial was. They didn't understand what a gray was, or what a reptilian was, or what a light being was. They didn't have like different names, but they tried to describe them. And in our modern language, we just went, oh, it's an angel. They're all angels. Even though there's hundreds of different types of angels. There's watchers, there's seraphim, there's ophanim. There's so many different kinds that we look at in the Bible. Ezekiel's wheel inside the wheel, the, the middle of it spins, and it goes up and down in any direction that it wishes. We've all seen that, right, on videos. Whether we believe it or not, we've seen it. Uh, you don't know that for sure. This is all really speculative. Absolutely, it all is, including this. Including this, because the hands of men are all over this Bible. And so we don't know because we weren't there. But we do have to take from the Bible, okay, there was a flood. Okay, Christ came. Okay, he was crucified. Okay, Ezekiel saw the wheel inside the wheel. Okay, uh, there were these battles going on. Okay, there were... So we have to take all of it. It's all speculative until it's not. And so um, Dead Sea Scrolls. Why would we not listen to what the Dead Sea Scrolls say, but listen to this? And that's what I don't understand when we come at it with that and go, well, that's not inspired by God. I just say, well, what if it is? Because there's thousands of other cultures that documented stuff just like this that are thousands of miles away from where Noah was. So if we say it's speculative, we have to look at this breadth of information and go, wait a minute. Thousands of cultures over thousands of years experienced these same entities. 
They all called them different things. Thank you guys for the roses. God bless you guys. Thank you for the gifts. Uh, in my heart, I hear truth. I don't uh, stay at the table of fools. These are testimony. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, just because it's speculative doesn't mean we shouldn't discuss it. Amen. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Keep up the good work, brother. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. So anyways, sons of God of heaven. He says he's resembling the shiny ones. He's resembling the sons of God of heaven. This is Noah we're talking about. I never knew this. I always wondered why is it that Noah could build this ark? Why is it that he... What really was the ark? We think of it as, as a ship. As, as a wooden ship. Was it? What was it? Did he have help? Were the, were the shiny ones helping him? We don't know. Uh, the picture behind me is I put, um, I put in a prompt to an AI that I use. Um, and this is uh, like Enochian scripture, ancient scripture. And so this was kind of an idea of uh, the beginning of knowledge of man. And so it kind of combined a bunch of images and ideas and the prompt for my text and the colors I specified and the shape I specified and all of this stuff. And so this is just a representation of man, early man, learning all of this stuff as we as we are now because we're getting all these ancient scriptures now and we're just kind of relearning all this stuff that we've forgotten to time and tradition so um let's see thank you for all this in the end times knowledge will increase absolutely uh what an ai made that or was it discovered by an archaeologist actually an ai made it so i actually pay and license through a certain ai company and i create all of this artwork and i do even shirts and stuff i did Hippie Jesus this month, I'll show you guys, not, not to get off topic, but this is really cool. I think it's beautiful. This is my hippie Jesus I did. He's on a coffee mug. I think he's beautiful. Uh, if Christ came in the 1960s, this is what he might have looked like. I just think it's gorgeous. Uh, we've had a lot of people love it. And this is our prayer tapestry. I'll get out of the way, but this is Christ praying in front of a portal to remind us that when we pray, we open portals. We open a portal directly to the Most High. Um, and so I, I make all this AI artwork, but I tell it how to look, what to do. I mean, you really write a story and program it, and then you have to redo it, and it costs me every time I redo it. And So it's, it's kind of a long process. It's not just like one of the AI apps on your phone where you just put in a word and it makes something cool. Like I really try to get specific images out of this stuff. So... Anyway, I hope you guys like that. And thank you for your support. All of that's over on cubcooker.me. We even did uh, meditative Jesus socks because I like long socks. So, And then we've got a prayer journal with the hippie Jesus on it too over there. So, uh, But anyway, getting back to talking about this crazy version of uh, Noah that we have. in uh, It's called the Fragment of the Book of Noah and it was found in the Dead Sea Scrolls, and parts of it made it into Jasher, I believe, and into Enoch, but not in its entirety, so, uh, so going on, it says, and his nature is different, and he is not like us, and his eyes are as the rays of the sun, and his countenance is glorious, and it seems that he, uh, and it seems to me that he is not sprung from me, but from the angels, and I fear that his days I uh, fear that in his days a wonder may be wrought on the earth. Interesting. So it's all, it's already prophetic there. Then Noah's father goes on to say, And now my father, because he's talking to Noah's grandfather, uh, I am here to petition thee and implore thee that thou mayest go to Enoch, our father. So that's the great-grandfather of Noah. And learn from him the truth. Because they knew, like the family lore would have been like, hey, Enoch is hanging out with these, these weird shiny things, these angels. See where I'm getting here? Male pattern baldness on him. I know, it's very, uh, very um, Anglican in that, that artwork there. So um, he goes in, when Methuselah heard the words of his son, he came to me to the ends of the earth. For he had heard that I was there, and he cried aloud, and I heard his voice, and I came to him. And I said unto him, Behold, here I am, my son, wherefore hast thou come to me? And he answered and said, Because a great cause of anxiety has come upon me, and because of a disturbing vision I have approached. 
And now, my father, hear me. Unto Lamech, my son, there hath been born a son, like whom there is none. And his nature is not like a man's nature, and the color of his body is whiter than snow and redder than the bloom of a rose. And his hair upon his head is whiter than white wool, and his eyes are like the rays of the sun. And he opened his eyes, and thereupon lighted up the whole house. And he arose in the hands of the midwife, and opened his mouth, and blessed the Lord of heaven. And his father Lamech became afraid, and fled to me. And did not believe that he was sprung from him, but that he was in the likeness of the angels of heaven. Mind-blowing, guys. Uh, absolutely mind-blowing. Um, so I don't know what you guys think of this, and I'm going to go ahead and finish the scripture here just because it's so cool to me, and I hope that you guys are getting, uh, you know, what I'm getting from it, this this absolute vision of holiness, you know, um, coming upon Noah here. I mean, even as a baby, he's something altogether different. Um, and we have stories like this in so many cultures. This is not... Um, we don't have to discount it because, oh, it's only part of biblical, uh, tradition. You know, of course, everyone in the biblical tradition was special and blessed. No, these things were visiting people all over the planet. And in Enoch, they actually took wives from the daughters of men and created their own offspring that way. But as we're going to see here in a minute, uh, Noah was not created by them taking the wife of uh noah's father of lamech i believe i get these names confused um so yeah of of uh the wife of lamech and i can't remember her name um but that they actually did some sort of genetic uh infusion on her if you will to impregnate her so uh very very weird weird scripture like to have something this old talk about something that we we're able to do today basically so um this really resonates as truth in my spirit thank you so much and thank you for the roses so did noah's mom have an affair with an angel that's you know so we know that that from the book of enoch according to enoch i like to say that because uh do we know or is it according to enoch well according to the book of enoch uh lots of human women had relationships with these angelic beings um, but according to this, it's not so much in those terms as they did kind of an immaculate conception type thing, very similar to Mary, uh, the mother of Christ. So, which is probably a really good reason why scriptures like this didn't make it in the canonized Bible. Cause we don't want to take away from anyone's divinity here. Um, so anyway, that's just my thought, but. Uh, And behold, I have come to thee, and thou mayest have known the truth from me. And I, Enoch, answered and said unto him, The Lord will do a new thing on the earth. And I have already seen in a vision and made known to thee that in the generation of my father Jared, some of the angels of heaven transgressed the word of the Lord. That's interesting there. The word of the Lord, the logos of the Lord. Christ. It's a sin against the fact that all humanity is supposed to have Christ in them. And so they sent, that's just my interpretation. I'm not saying that's gospel. That's just my thought. So it's literally a sin against Christ here is is how I see it. And behold, they commit sin and transgress the law and have united themselves with women and commit sin with them and have married some of them and have got children by them. And they shall produce on the earth giants, not according to the spirit, but according to the flesh. Here we see flesh and spirit. El Elyon, spirit. Christ said, my father is in spirit and in truth. Then you have flesh. You see that Yahweh is flesh. Anyway, we talked about that earlier. That's where I think we have a lot of clues that there's two different gods here. And I'm not saying Yahweh is is anywhere near the most high. I think Yahweh is probably one of the leaders of these angelic beings that was able to create or manifest out of the creation. In fact, in Genesis 2, it never says created, it says made. Genesis 1 says created, where Elohim, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or Father, Mother, Son, created. And then in Genesis 2, it says made. Every time, instead of created, it says they made of the, made of the clay, made of the dirt. 
caused Adam to fall into a deep sleep, pulled a rib from him, and made woman. Yet in Genesis 1, it says he created them male and female. So they were already a created beings. We were already created. Yet then we see the making of, and it makes me wonder, where th- this making creation, and then now you have angels able to come into that made creation and do stuff with it to, to screw it up even worse, to sin against that original creation anyway. Again, this, I'm just spitballing here. This is just my thoughts about it. Don't, don't take it as gospel, but uh, I think it's important all of us do our own research. There shall come a great destruction of the whole earth, and there shall be a deluge, a great destruction for one year. So here we have one year. And that makes more sense than 40 days. A whole year of trying to wipe out what these watchers did and what their children were doing, enslaving humanity. And if you believe in the Yahweh deception, then we've already been enslaved in a matrix, and now that matrix has even more oppression in it. And so God is continually trying to break through this and reach his people. Then in 16 it says, And his son who has been born unto you shall be left on earth, and his three children children shall be saved with him, and all mankind that are on earth shall die, and he his son and his sons shall be saved. And now make known to thy son Lamech, That he who has been born is in truth his son, and call his name Noah, for he shall be left to you, and he and his sons shall be saved from the destruction, which shall come upon the whole earth on account of all the sin and all the unrighteousness, which shall be consummated on the earth in his days. And after that there shall be more unrighteousness. And after that, there shall be, there shall still be more unrighteousness. So that's interesting. He's already calling that out. Uh, than that which was first consummated on earth. For I know the mysteries of the holy ones. The holy ones being these shiny ones, these uh, extraterrestrials, I believe. Because Enoch has spent a lot of time with them getting secrets of heaven. And mediating between them and God. For he, the Lord, has shown me and informed me, and I have read them in the heavenly tablets. And this thing keeps going on. Uh, I saw written on them that generation upon generation still, still, shall still transgress. This has a lot of S's in it. Uh, till a generation of righteousness arises, and transgression is destroyed, and sin passes away from the earth in all manner. Of good comes upon it. And now, my son, go and make known that thy son Lamech, that this son which has been born in truth is his son, and is this is no lie. And when Methuselah had heard the words of his father Enoch, for he had shown him everything in secret, he returned and showed them to him and called the name of his son Noah. For he will uh, will comfort the earth after all destruction. Anyway, so, and it goes on and talks about other um, books of Enoch here. But there are some, apparently some fragments, I couldn't find him here, where it talks about that, uh, hey, you know, this angelic being didn't actually have an affair with uh, your son's wife. It's like, hey, actually... um, they, this is a holy being, but it is yours kind of thing. Like, I don't quite get that part of it because that's way over my head, but I don't know if that makes any sense. So, but here we are, we've got to question everything guys. And it's like, I mean, here's all this extra data. What do we do with it? And I think that's the question right now. Uh, the book of Enoch is a great book. Amen. Um, Let's see, that's talking about now, now that's where I'm lost, so. Um, yes, I'm reading the book of Enoch, uh, woo-woo land, we are in woo-woo land, welcome, so. Uh, that's why was, there was a flood to take care of the Nephilim giants, yes. Um, anyway, so sorry I missed a lot of, lot of questions there, but anyway. Um, so, I hope, I hope you guys 
get what I'm trying to do with this channel. I hope you guys appreciate it. Um, if you do, I appreciate the support through the merchandise shop, through my book, uh, or if you want to read the book of Enoch, getting that through my Amazon shop, all at cubcooker.me, C-U-B-K-U-K-E-R.me. Um, have you gotten into the judges book? No, I have not yet. Um, Enoch is taking us, I don't know, we could be in Enoch for years, honestly. It has over a hundred books in it. And it is long and it is deep and it takes a lot to study. So, uh, but anyway, uh, Elizabeth says, love it. Uh, love this teaching on Enoch. Very interesting. Fancy pants says, thank you guys so much. So anyway, uh, lots of interesting stuff was Noah of extraterrestrial origin. It certainly sounds like it, uh, certainly sounds like, um, he was ordained for something. I don't understand the relationship between God most high in spirit and extraterrestrials as a higher level of being than us. But I do know that they know how to use their spirit way more than we do. Um, I think even their technology is controlled with their spirit and their mind being the mind of the collective more than we even have a clue. So wherever we are on our path to ascension, humanity, whether this is step one and that's it and then we go to God or we have more steps along the way, I don't know because there's data to support both of those hypotheses. Uh, we just have to, hypotheses, excuse me. But we just have to, again, have an open mind. And my favorite word is, I don't know. I don't know. Um, someone says, no UFOs, it's demons. Uh, definitely is not, according to Enoch, according to Ezekiel, according to, uh, well, pretty much any biblical scripture. Uh, it's, it's super obvious that these things are extraterrestrials. But we do see that um, a lot of them were bad and fell and sinned against humanity and against God. And uh, so they're certainly not infallible. They might be holy. They might be sons of God, holy beings. They might be the shiny ones, but it doesn't mean they're infallible. Um, but I believe Christ is infallible, and I believe he's in us, and that protects us, it guides us, and it is our ultimate path to ascension uh, as he wakes up and rises in us every single day. And that's how I approach all of these studies from is uh, people ask if I'm a Christian and I'm like, oh, not by your standard definition because I believe this plus minus, um, plus minus being I totally understand that human hands have touched it. And in fact, if you read things like the Amplified Version, you can see in brackets a lot of stuff that was just added to other scriptures. I've got a whole video I want to do on 18 major things that were changed in the modern Bible that actually changed the narrative. Big, big things. Um, but I haven't done that yet. I just, I try to tread lightly on that because I think this has so much good in it and I don't want to, I don't want to harm the good it can do. But at the same time, if I can help people see through the dogma and see to the spirit of it, which is what Christ came to actually show us is to return us in spirit to God. A part of that Holy Trinity, uh, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, or Father, Mother, Son, the way I believe, and that we're a part of that, that we're a part of the great mind, and that when we uh, leave this body, we'll be a part of that great mind, and that might even get put into a higher form of body. We see that in Revelation as well. But I think the extraterrestrial deception is a huge, huge thing that we're all going to be seeing I think a lot of people are going to worship these things and maybe even think that one of them is Christ himself because of the power and the glory they will wield. But if we're truly connected to source, we'll know, hey, that's not my source. Hey, that's not mine. I'm not going to be marked by them because I'm already marked by him. That's just my thought, guys. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Um... Truth is everywhere, absolutely. Fancy Pants says scary. Yeah, it is. And and especially if you read Genesis and go, well, wait a minute, there's two stories. And wait a minute, you've got the Trinitarian God here. And then you have Yahweh Elohim, which is clearly an extraterrestrial God that descends in fire and smoke and controls storms or brings a storm with him. Uh, and then you see him in a lot of other cultures described exactly the same way. Um, and Christ never spoke of him. In fact, he said, I do not require sacrifice, I require compassion. My Father requires compassion. Yet, in other verses in the Old Testament, it literally says God, uh, God 
as Yahweh Elohim says that he requires sacrifice. I don't think God changed. I just don't believe that, guys. That's where I think this is all there. We just have to like have our eyes open and read it and, and reread it and maybe go ahead and just cleanse out, wash, baptize ourselves from every prior construct we have and start anew and afresh like little children reading this and go, well, why is this and why is that? Well, what about this? Well, that's two different gods. That's obvious. Like, quit reading it theologically and doctrinally and from a, a strictly Hebrew perspective or a strictly uh, Greek perspective or a strictly um, Anglican or Catholic or whatever perspective. Read it from just a innocent eyes perspective of what if? What if? Well, I love you guys. I hope you have a beautiful day. Sorry I didn't get to get all the questions, but I am going to go play some Frisbee here in a little bit and have a nice afternoon. So thank you guys for joining. Thank you for the gifts. God bless you. I'm here every day. I took a little bit of a break this weekend, um, but I'm here every day. I do this full time, so I dropped several videos today. I hope you enjoy them. Share them with your friends and family. Uh, Give me some love over on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, we're almost at 70,000 on Facebook, and we are almost at 100,000. We might be by now on TikTok, so thank you guys so much. Uh, but Instagram, as usual, I'm at 900 people on Instagram. So if you guys are even on Instagram, if it's even worth me posting, go over there and give me some love. Uh, we're, we've got 2,000 on YouTube. YouTube's a lot slower burn, but again, if you're on YouTube... You can watch all the restreams of these over on YouTube and on the podcast. We put them out on Spotify, Apple, Anchor, all the podcast mediums for you guys. So, uh, Robert says, we're close. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Uh, hey, what's up? How are y'all doing? So, thank you guys. Sorry if you're just now joining. Come back and watch the restream over on my YouTube channel or listen on the podcast. Uh, but the website is www.cubcooker.me. That will forward you to my stand store where you can get the merch. You can get my book. The audio book over there is awesome. I narrate it myself. Um, and then you can get all the stuff that's on my Amazon, like the books of Enoch, the Lost Gospels. You can stream Ancient Aliens if you never watched it over there. All kinds of cool stuff on my website that I talk about. So anyway, I love you guys. Have a beautiful day. And I will see you on the next one. And Michael Jones, I see your comment. I'm going to stop and say a special prayer for you. Um, And I I won't read that loud, but Michael, my heart's with you. My heart's with you. I am so, so sorry to hear that. Um, I will will be praying for you, my friend. And uh, in fact, if you'll make sure you follow me on here and I'll follow you, I'll reach out to you and offer a special prayer for you personally. So... Um, but, but God, God is here with you and with us right now. So I'm so sorry to hear about your son, but, um, anyway, yes, thank you. Uh, you guys that are praying for him. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Michael. I'm going to reach out to you right after this. So, um, if you don't hear from me on TikTok and it blocks it for some reason, find me on Facebook and let's connect. Cause I want to be sure and pray for you guys that need it. So, uh, I love you guys. Have a beautiful, beautiful day. Peace.